Listen to The Morning Cry on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. By the grace of God, when we get to heaven, I believe there are going to be levels of rewards in heaven. And it appears through several passages of the scriptures that we will not have the same reward. Some will have more, some less, and some if at all. The words of the angel to prophet Daniel in the book of Daniel chapter 12 verse 3 is one of many passages of the scripture that prove there would not only be reward, but some would have more reward than the other. I read from Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, and here the scripture says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. There is here a distinction between people who are wise unto salvation and people who did not just stop at being wise unto salvation, but also encourage others to do so. And not just a few, but they encourage many other people to do so. The scripture here says, They that turn many to righteousness shall shine also. But now, though the people who are wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, but these that turn many to righteousness, they shall be the stars, just as we have stars in the firmament. And they shall be as stars forever and ever. I choose to interpret this passage to say that all believers would have a glorious position in heaven when we get there. But there are some people who would not just be beautiful as a sky or the firmament, but they would be the stars in the firmament. Their brightness will glow the more. These are those who would not only rest on their own personal salvation, but will see to it that many other people, as God has given them grace to know and influence, will also come to righteousness. This is what I have called amplified wisdom, meaning the wisdom did not just help you to get to heaven. Who are these people? These are the people who are children of God, who devoted their lives, their entire life to God. And while they are on this earth, submitted themselves to the rule of the Holy Spirit and point out the way of life eternal to others, shall not only save themselves, as the scripture tells us, but shall possess surpassing glory far beyond anything which exists in this world. Now these are people who were especially diligent and successful in the work of turning many to righteousness. They are the beacon of hope in their generation some might have a public ministry known to men all around the world. And some might not be known to many at all whilst in this world. But labored as God has given them the grace in their little capacity, whether in public or private, to turn many to righteousness. Some will build the platform for others to, to come into Christ and to become righteous through the help of God. Again, these are people who would shine as stars in the firmament forever and ever. They are those who are not only wise for themselves, but have the wisdom, the patience, and love in seeking to bring others also to the love and fear of God. The Bible says, He that winneth soul is wise, and they go about to win souls for the purpose of the kingdom of God. I believe this is the noblest thing that anyone can think of or do. If you have found the true wisdom for yourself, to seek that others may have it too. For it is a poor soul who will only possess wisdom for himself and not lay it out for the good of others.
Now there are a few points I want us to note as we look at this passage. The first is that you see these people turn many to righteousness. Let me mention that they are not turning people to religion. It is not turning many to members of our denomination or making people to become like us and act the way we act or cross their T's or dot their I's the way we do ours. It is not for people to take on a personality, not at all. It is not for people to speak like we speak, talk like we talk, or act as we would act. It is turning people to righteousness, and we must define this righteousness only from the point of view of Christ. The standard is Christ. This righteousness includes the justification of men's person before God, and not before us or before other revered men. It is the renovation of their nature and a practical obedience to God in their heart and in their lives. You see, the second thing I would like to point out that we need to see is the goal of such endeavor. The goal is righteousness. It is making men to have righteousness. Another word for righteousness is the right standing with God. That the goal of that, those men who turn people to righteousness is to make people to become more like Jesus. There is one goal. And that goal is to make them to have a right standing with God. If you are a pastor, a preacher, or one who is an evangelist who has been called to a ministry, can you say this is your goal? Can you say that you are doing everything possible to make your congregation or those that listen to you to have the right standing with God? If a member of your congregation persists to eternity today, can you see of the truth that you have done all that exists in your power to turn them onto righteousness? To keep them in righteousness and to ensure as God helps you that they have the right standing with God. It was Paul the Apostle that said while speaking to the Ephesian elders in Acts chapter 20 verse 27. He said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Can you say that about the people that listen to you? Can you say that about the people that hear you? You know that many ministers today focus on ministry. They focus on the number of followers. They want to build followers. They want to build listeners. Let me quickly mention that while that may be a goal, it is not the priority that you have. Your priority, if God has called you into ministry, is to turn men to righteousness, to be wise, and to amplify your wisdom by bringing people not to follow you, but to follow Jesus Christ. We are to make disciples of men, not disciples of ourselves, but disciples for Christ. Do you know that there is no guarantee that the ministry will stand after you have finished your own work on earth? Let me mention that many focus on building domes and buildings. Do you know that that's not the goal? You don't know what becomes of those buildings once you conclude your work. Do you know if those buildings you are erecting will become gym houses tomorrow? Or do you know if they will become a, a theater, an, an, an augmented reality theater, where all manners of people will come around to watch different kinds of movies in the future? You cannot tell. Do you know the next trend that will sweep across the world, which will change the face of gathering? May I plead with you, if you are a minister, and if you are seeking the soul of men, one thing that must be your priority, you want to turn men to righteousness. The goal and the pursuit of your heart is that men will come unto righteousness. Let me remind you of the ministry of Paul the Apostle. He was righteous. And you know that. And we all know how he labored. But at the end of his ministry, he said to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, he said, all men forsook me. You can tell that, if you are looking for the loyalty of men, there is no guarantee in that. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, it said, This thou knowest that all they which are in Asia be turned away from me, of whom are Phygelos and Hermogenes. Now you see, this was the Asia Minor that Paul labored really, really well. 
Do you even know that all the missionary journeys he did in Asia Minor, including Ephesus, where he established churches today, the same area where he ministered and which was the powerhouse of believers at the time. There you have Ephesus and now today the place is present day Turkey, a predominantly Muslim country. There is no longer a Christian church in Ephesus. So while the church in Ephesus used to be the strongest church in Asia Minor, today there are hardly even any Christians to be found in all of Asia Minor, let alone a church of any strength or size. Today, Turkey is 99.8% Muslim, leaving only 0.2% as Christians, and even this 0.2% is in rapid decline. Turkey, which used to be a fortification of Christianity at the time, is now the largest unreached nation in the world and one of the strongest propagators of Islam and most of the people there have never been reached with the gospel. There is no guarantee and the fact is this does not make Paul the Apostle a sinner or a failed minister but it highlights the importance of racing today in time while we are still alive to serve our generation by the will of God to pursue the soul of men prayerfully to pursue the soul of men with the word and not mixing or, or marrying any part of the word. Just give the word through the help of the Holy Spirit and turn many to righteousness. Let this be the pursuit of our hearts. We must turn as many to righteousness as much as we can. Through whatever means we can, to whatever extent we can, and make this the focus of our lives while we are still here on earth because there is no guarantee of what tomorrow presents. You know, when we get to heaven, it will be a great joy to see and to know that many people made the brightness of heaven because we were diligent to tell them about God, about the full counsel of God, and we're able to help them through the help of God and to walk in the way of righteousness and to walk in the way of holiness through the help of the Holy Spirit, praying fervently for them that Christ may be formed in them as Paul prayed, praying earnestly as Jesus prayed that they may be sanctified and that they may be preserved blameless to the end. Oh, before I close, may I mention this for the sake of those who have the privilege to lead the younger generation, that our focus should not be nothing but the salvation of their soul. All the quest for prosperity so that they would grow and fund the ministry is a misplacement of priority. Our primary priority, our main goal is to see to his that their hearts are turned to God, that they are turned to righteousness, that they grow to be to have a right standing with God. May I plead with you to make the duty of your life as much as you can persuade them to righteousness, them to holiness, them to right standing with God and not to be conformed to this world. It will be the failure of any congregation, not just for a failed continuity of the congregation or ministry, but a failed effort to prioritize that which men cannot take from you. You see, men can take the freedom of worship from you, but they cannot take salvation from your heart. Men can take many things away from you, but when you have Christ except you hand it over, they cannot take it. So that which men cannot take. Do you know that yes to come, a pronouncement may be made, a new government may emerge, even in places where it seems or appears there is freedom of worship today, that there should be no such thing as the worship of God. Do you know that can happen? No public worship. Was it not a virus, coronavirus, that ravaged the world and there was no such thing as physical gathering? Brethren, we are called today to be wise and let us amplify our wisdom by doing everything humanly possible today. Use the single life we have while we still can, when it is still possible, to labor for that which perish not. Amplify your wisdom. Amplify the wisdom that you have possessed yourself to turn souls. Did I say souls? Yes. Eternal beings. Turn them unto righteousness as many as you can, and you will shine as the brightness of stars forever and ever in Jesus' name. I pray that God would help us 
and give us the grace to do so in Jesus' name. Amen and God bless you.